Howdy folks, this is HedgePod, the podcast about how our mass media reinforces the cultural hegemony of the ruling class. I'm Jack, my pronouns are they and them. I'm also okay with he and him. I'm Nova, my pronouns are he and him. I'm Athena, my pronouns are she, they. And what we do here is explain and explore the many ways that popular media is used to consciously and unconsciously enforce the ideology of the ruling class. Cultural hegemony is a component of Marxist philosophy. We're leftists here, which means we have radical takes, like cheap snacks are not a substitute for human dignity. A little solidarity with the uh, Nabisco strike on that one. Uh, So... What we've been doing is is uh, watching some pieces of mass media. Last season we did sitcoms uh, and some specials, and um, this season we've been doing animated uh, animated works. And uh, I'm going to have uh, Athena give us a little in- info on what we're going to be watching today. Okay, today we are going after Ruby R W B Y. It is an acronym for the main characters, which is Ruby Rose, Wai Shnee, Blake Belladonna, and Yang Zha Long. It, Volume 1 first came out uh, July 2013, and this is going to be rough. Um, uh, before I get into anything else, uh, the other thing that is necessary to understand what is going to be happening in this is in the world of Ruby, there are uh, people known as the Faunus. The deal with the Faunus is that they each have an animal trait. So they might have ears or a tail or what have you. And they are the minority group in this Mm. uh, universe. They face a lot of discrimination and harassment and stuff, which is weird because there are black people in Mm. Ruby, but they don't get any harassment. So it's, it, it, yeah, it, that, that, yeah. It's a thing. It, it kind of reminds me of the way that uh, I don't know if anybody saw the Abigail Thorne video about Earth Two, talking about cultural uh, or uh, uh, social construct, and it was kind of like you know, on Earth Two, you know, we have a variety of races. This is a philosophical thing. There's a variety of races, but then there's like a, a second human or something that is the is the one that is persecuted or whatever. And so somebody from Earth One goes to Earth Two, and they're like, "This doesn't make any sense," you know, like why is why do you persecute this one? And it's like, that's the whole point. Like, all of yeah. this is socially constructed, you know, so. I yeah. wish it was handled as well. Because <laughs> that would make sense well, so if we've, it was handled as well. So we've got a compilation of, of uh, that we've put together that is, well, Athena put it together, actually. That's uh, chapter 15 and 16, you say, of volume 1? Yes. And it aired in 2013, so... Uh, we've got it queued up here, uh, but where does this normally run? It's on YouTube, right? This is a rooster, or it's a rooster teeth thing, or uh... yes, it's rooster teeth. It's a little bit harder to find the stuff now um, because they have their own streaming platform that they're trying to make popular. Oh, okay. guys, it's never going to work. Let it die. <laughs> That's, That's what funny. I love seeing. Well, uh, with not, without further ado, then I uh, we've got it pulled up here. I'm going to hit play in three. Two, one. Alright, so there's like this uh, kind of a hard rock intro thing. Like, it's really jamming. Pretty rad. Sung by Cassie Lee Williams and composed by her dad, uh, Jeff Williams. Cool. That's pretty awesome. I really like the show. (laughs) The art style is is pretty cool. I mean, it's like a cel-shaded sort of thing. Uh, It looks almost kind of like, I don't know, it resembles 
Zelda Wind Waker or something like that in, in that yeah, style. Yeah, it should be noted that the first volume, I think a lot of it was done through a, like, a fashion model viewer. Okay. So Rooster Teeth, if, for those of you who are uninitiated, they, they got popular doing uh, Red versus Blue, right? Like the Halo videos? Or they they just, like, they had like a... Am I, am, am I right on that? Chupavingi. Yeah. Red versus blue. Yeah, so so like they basically took this video game footage and animated it and made these little shorts out of it. So that's kind of how this show got started. But they used this fashion program and had had their own writing and stuff like that. Well, yeah, and it was the whole deal was Monty Um, the main designer of the show and characters, wanted to have his he wanted to create something, mm-hmm. and that's honorable. Cool. So we've got the, the presumably these are the four main characters here looking out over a. Uh, water. They're on like a marina. Yeah, th- there, there's the a festival called the Vital Festival. It's a combat um, tournament, and Weiss is trying to get ahead up of the competition. I got you. So it's like all anime style. Like the, it's all very like uh, uh, anime girl stuff. Like there's a blonde one and one with white hair and uh. One with like sort of the short. blonde one is Yang, the white one is Weish, uh, the black one is Blake, and then there's Ruby Rose. Gotcha. So it's almost kind of like their colors too, what have you. Mm-hmm. So there's two guys that are standing in front of a police line, and they're talking about the White Fang. Okay, so they're talking about uh, White Fang and how they're degenerates or something, and they're yes, kind of the arguing with themselves. The White Fang is the basically the Black Panthers. Okay. Oh, cool. All right, so so they're arguing amongst themselves about how this organization or what have you is a bunch of degenerates that just want to hurt people. Lie, cheat, and steal. Lie, cheat, and steal. So there's a guy with a tail that comes up and Sung jumps. Wukong. What is oh. it? He's Sung Wukong. Okay. He's based off of that Sung Wukong. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Nice. And his name is Sung Wukong. Oh, <laughs> well, that's convenient. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you threw a banana peel in one of the cops' face, I think. I can I can get down with that. <laughs> yeah, you you would like Sung. Yeah. So so I've noticed that the like the uh, uh, I don't know they they're sort of a I, I, I can't really pick up on anything hegemony yet. I, I'm trying to, but it's... Well, so far, it's the fact that they automatically assumed it was the White Fang, mm. and the White Fang, because they are a group that stick up for um, Fauna's civil rights, they're bad. Okay. Because they do bad things. So and do, it gets worse. Do we know that at this point in the, in the series? Like, if you have watched the series up to this point... Is that... This is your first introduction to the White Fang. Okay. So who's this? They just accidentally tackled some <laughs> little redhead girl. This is, this is Penny. Okay, she's just uh, laid out Penny. flat, and they're like, uh, <laughs> "Are you okay?" And she's like, "I'm wonderful. Thanks for asking." <laughs> really flatly. And they all introduce themselves. <clears throat> um, and she appears to be concussed. 
No, nope, that's, that's just Penny. <laughs> oh, gotcha. She talks like a Final Fantasy NPC. <laughs> I it it's interesting. It's like there's a reason for that. What, so what is this faunus again? Faunus are people with animal traits. I got you. So so the the, the Sun Wukong had a monkey tail. So, yeah, I was gonna say Sun Wukong is a faunus as well. So mm-hmm. are any of them that? Are any of the ruby a faunus? Yeah. Athena? Um, well, you're not supposed to know this yet, okay. but, uh... Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not very subtle, though. <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, so they're... There's so a I'm tournament. Not ready. They're yes, talking sorry. about a tournament that they're going to fight in, and uh, the I'm lost. I'm getting I'm lost watching this show. Someone okay. else may need to summarize. It's it, it, it's. I mean, if it's an anime kind of show, sometimes you just got to write it and just yeah. understand that you're not going to fully understand what's going on until everything's been revealed to you in time. Oh, here's where. Here's the hedge money. Okay. What? Oh. So. So Weiss and Blake are arguing about. Uh, Weiss keeps calling uh, Son uh, just these like terrible names, like oh he's a rapscallion, he's m- proper bad names. Right. Uh. And Blake gets mad. Why she storms off? Weiss is going after her. And. They're arguing while the two sisters, Yang... Oh, yeah, and their sisters, Yang and Ruby. Um, right. And they're just kind of having to deal with, you know, their two friends arguing. Right. So, uh, it it's kind of like... Uh, <laughs> what she says is like, do you, do you want me to keep calling... Why do you want me to say that? Like, if, uh, you know... Do you want me to refer to the trash can as something other than a trash can? Yeah, or the lamppost exactly. as something other than a lamppost? He... Well, you know what this reminds oh. me of I'll is. Go ahead. I was gonna say it reminds me of the of the 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 racist the racist term, or I guess uh, it can be considered racist, but it's uh, when people say uh, it, it, to call a spade a spade. Uh, yeah, originally, that's, yeah. it's talking about a, a you know a garden tool, but it's kind of been co-opted. But in this case. She literally says, she, do you want me to call a garbage can uh, anything other than a garbage can? She's essentially saying that, like, uh, this person's, a, like you said, a rapscallion, so why would I call him anything else? You know, might and, as well um, call I forgot to mention, Weishni is, is a Harris to the Dust Company. They are the most horrifying idea of, like, a megacorp. Mm-hmm. And they control the magic unit of dust, which is important to fighting everything. And they just, and they mis, they mistreat Faunus. Um. So what just happened there is, uh, Weiss gave her sob story about how like every time a shipment went bad, her dad would treat her poorly, mm-hmm. and so she was like, "Oh, they're murderers and stuff." And Blake was like, "Well, maybe we're t- we were tired of being pushed around, mm. outing herself as a Faunus and a member of the White Fang." Gotcha. 
All right, so that was why that was the hence the uh, 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 the subversion and everything earlier when we were asking about it. Yeah, this is supposed to be the big reveal, but um, it's kind of obvious, especially if you actually watch the because uh, before Ruby came out, there were four trailers. <laughs> uh, the black trailer features, of course, Blake mm. and Adam fucking Taurus, the most. Wasted potential of a character to have existed in a while. Oh, and Blake took off her bow when she has cat ears. Yeah, so see, she she just had this this giant bow on top of her head, like not conspicuously hiding anything. Pulls it off, of course. There's cat ears behind it. Uh, you know, so so yeah. So this is kind of interesting dynamic, though. I mean, like she's she's upset that there's. Essentially, the uh, the fantasy Ruby uh, universe equivalent of a racist among their ranks here uh, in the uh, you know uh, in the in the main titular crew, and uh, so now she's upset. So they're looking. Weiss is kind of just going along with it. Um, and now. Uh, What's her name? Blake. Blake. Is uh drinking uh, some tea with. That was the end of the, uh, fifteen. This is the start of uh, okay. sixteen. Okay. So normally we'd have another intro and all that stuff here now, but where it's compiled. All right. So she's and she's, be prepared for this. She's asking son if he knows about the white fang. And. He calls them a bunch of freaks, holier than thou. Uh, uh, you know, calls them names. Said that they just steal to get whatever they want. And now, now he's like, "Oh, you remember the White Fang?" So, what's the difference between the Faunus and the White Fang? I the, one of them's the an Faunus organization. Are, yeah, one is an organization. Faunus are basically the Black Panthers. Oh, okay, okay. But wait, they had the White Fang different- is right. Faunus is, is essentially the race of people, and then... Faunus is the race. Okay, I got you. And so, what's being explained here is, like, oh, it started out normal, because, like, after the war, because there was a war, uh, we were supposed to be treated well, we weren't, so mm-hmm. I was a youthful optimist. Five years ago, the old leader stepped down, a new leader stepped in, basically... I'm, here's some spoilers, so if you don't want spoilers... Why are no, you we, this? Yeah, we spoiled um, Good Place all to hell, so let us have it. Well, <laughs> to hell. the old leader was Gira, Gira Belladonna, a.k.a. Blake's dad. Mm. Um, Gira stepped down, and he's kind of seen as, like, he's kind of portrayed as this MLK figure, like mm. the proper way to do things. Mm-hmm. And he stepped down because of Sienna and Adam Toros wanted to be more violent. And they're kind of coded as kind of like this Malcolm X person, mm-hmm. um, or Malcolm X. They these people are coded to kind of be that way. So this whole thing is kind of like, well, it's okay. Like it's bad that you're being mistreated, but mm-hmm. you can't just like you can't just break windows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the classic stuff that we've all. You know, as white people have heard growing up uh, in in uh, rural areas, or at least I did. You know, I know you did too, Athena. But we mm-hmm. have been taught, you know, uh, all throughout school, like uh, 
you know, protesting's fine as long as all it consists of is, you know, uh, sitting cross-legged in the middle of the street and then uh, well, letting the cops right anymore. And the yeah, right way is defined by the people you're protesting. Yeah, exactly. You gotta be quiet and out of the way. That's yeah. how you protest. Yeah, well, I mean, how many... And- how many uh, bills have we seen hit the floor or get passed even, you know, and there's one in Oklahoma about, like, basically saying it's okay to run over protesters. Like, uh, you know, it just shows you because protesters have, have, have found a way to protest effectively, which is, you know, a way that's not congruent with the way <laughs> the people they're protesting against want them to do it. Um, so it's interesting was, to see this show is kind of commenting on that. Yeah, but terribly i i will say like i don't think this was like maliciously intent like i think um uh this is kind of like the difference between like intentional ignorance and like legitimate ignorance like the this was written by a a couple of white boys in texas all right i mean this is shows yeah this is this is white boys in texas in 2013 trying to talk about civil rights i mean it, it, it you know we've talked about this before it's like the you, you might be able to think that their heart is in the right place or what have you, but it's like at the end of the day, it's like there's uh, uh, there are more apropos voice, voices to, uh, to to talk about these issues, you know. Um, so I, I don't know. It's it's through several uh, layers of of fantasy and and uh, fiction here. Well, but I, I want to comment on that line. Uh, Weiss just said, the guilty don't run, Yang. Um, lo- everyone loves this line that she throws here because way into the future, guess who's on the run? Yeah, right. <laughs> everyone on Team Ruby. So um, they they do try to fix some of their issues later on, and I think by the time we get to Atlas, which is basically just mega in capitalism America, um, like there's literally two, there's Mantle, and there's a floating city named Atlas, and all the rich people live in the floating city, and mm-hmm. everyone else, including the faunus workers, live in Mantle. Mm-hmm. Well, we've seen that so, before uh, in you know, Chrono Angel, Trigger yeah. and Final Fantasy VII, and lots of lots of anime, you know, have the commentary on like the 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 ruling class or the rich living in a floating city or a city above from everything, and then the rest of us are just earthbound or you know in the slums or what have you. Yeah. I they at least like they they finally get there. It takes them a bit because there was some more hegemony stuff that I couldn't put all into here mm-hmm. in season five. Mm-hmm. Well it's you know one what of those this things. reminds me a lot of is uh the OPA in uh the expanse. Mm-hmm. Which if nobody else has seen the expanse, it's a great series and you should watch it. Yeah, uh, some friends of mine were reading the books, yeah. and I've, I, I saw the, uh, what was it? The Cody Cody Johnson was talking yeah. about the expanse on the, uh, his Jeff Bezos didn't learn a damn thing in space video. <laughs> so, uh, they got a tip that there's a Schnee Destiny or a She Dust Company freight dropping cargo. They came here to see if it was. The, the was the White Fang, and yes, it is the White Fang who is stealing everything. And they are working with the human, Roman Torchwick. Mm. Which, there is some unintentional um, commentary here, because if 
the new radical white fang is more equivalent to like Malcolm X and stuff, then it kind of says like it kind of has this weird like thing saying then that like m- people who are similar to Malcolm X are going to potentially be sellouts. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I, s- I so, get what you're saying there. Yeah, I, I I'm trying to follow. This is. This show is a lot for me. I <laughs> I knew this season was going to be <laughs> hard for me to keep up with. Uh, so this this guy with the bowler hat and the cane gun <laughs> is shooting at the cat girl hey, now. Rule one, <laughs> rule one in Ruby is everything is also a gun. <laughs> I got you. Uh, and then son, uh, you used to like DBZ. Don't at me. <laughs> I, I I love DBZ. I hope to do. I hope we can do DBZ a, a, an episode of DBZ this this season, so I can be you know like a, a little bit more enthusiastic about the the uh, subject matter. But I I mean I think this I I've I've managed to follow everything that you mentioned about the cultural hegemony aspects of this. I totally get that, and I agree with everything that you've all the takes that you've put together, so good work on pulling this one together. I I never would have found this or consumed this media to be able to comment on it. So, uh, I'm just talking over a massive fight scene right now that's actually really cool. Uh, the, well, they're just this like, is Monty Oom's jam, was yeah. fight scenes. And shotgun nunchucks, hell yeah! There, there they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like uh, the, the, the monkey kid and the bowler hat guy with the cane are fighting each other with both gun and yeah, everything is a gun. Uh, the shipping containers got shot and it's falling on them. Well, but they... except John's weapon. John is the only one without a gun. I like how uh, there's like a little sight at the very end of it, <laughs> like at the end of his cane. Oh, in... um, this is where I'm going to tell you that um, Penny is based off of Pinocchio. Oh, okay. Oh, every sorry, I haven't mentioned. Um, everyone in the show is inspired. Um, by folklore and fairy tales and stuff, which I love. It's just, it makes me so happy. Mm. <laughs> She's a robot! <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she jumped up in the air and, like, a bunch of knives came out of her back and are now, like, stabbing through these, uh... That's pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of times, uh, when civil rights movements or rebellions or anything like that, people who resist tyranny, anytime you have anything like that depicted in, you know, capitalist media, there is always that split that they try to do between the reasonable objectors and the unreasonable extremists. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's done so that whatever side, like whoever's opposing your hegemony, you can say, oh, well, they're the extreme ones. They're the ones mm-hmm. who go too far. Because you're conditioning people to try and split movements between extreme and reasonable. Right. And, right. and here's the thing, too, where is it's why, like, I think Adam Toros is such a... Um, they they kind of got there a little bit, but he is such... Adam Toros, it, he's, not, he's not really going to be featured here, but he is the current leader of the White Fang, um, more or less. Uh, and the thing is with him is that he, he's a waste of potential because, like, there is something they could have done with this in that mm. you need to be careful because you could have, like, even 
your movements can be co-opted, and it's something that all leftist spheres need to be careful of because you can get someone who just wants power and does whatever right. they whatever they can to get that. And like you could have used Adam, who has his own reasons, and some of them are legitimate, but he kind of loses his way and only yeah. wants power and the... to never be in a place where he is not powerful anymore. And the left it, is not impervious to uh, being influenced by a demagogue is is uh, right. uh, definitely a, a, a thing that I've noticed. I mean, we can see that through every historical example or current, really, example of a regime that is a self that is run by a self-proclaimed leftist dictator. Uh, you know, it's you have someone who's a demagogue that has a massive sphere of influence and a cult of personality. Uh, leftists are not impervious to that, so we we really uh, it it behooves us to you know l- l- question authority, uh, and and I think that should be the cornerstone of anyone's ideology. Really, is to is to not blindly submit to authority, but also uh, you know think critically about the source. Uh, who who is telling you what to do, and why are they telling you to do it? And if you can. And you know, it, it's kind of a cliche um, in leftist circles to say read theory, but you know, just read something, preferably watch something that's not a YouTube or something like that. You know, right? Um, under whatever well, your individual politics ultimately wind up being, try and look into like the philosophical underpinnings of it. Try to look into if it, in, to any extent, has ever been applied before or if it hasn't been, or if it's something that's only theoretical, that kind of thing. Just understand what the political beliefs are, and have a North Star for your own personal politics, and then what media figures say, what, you know, a political figure says, whatever they preach, hold that against what your standards are, because it's going to make it a lot easier to keep yourself from getting led into a cult of personality or getting led into something stupid. You know, if you have somebody who, if you have an individual today whose word you value over anybody else's, then if they go off the deep end, you got a good chance of following them. But if you've got, if you know what you believe and you've examined it for yourself, then Mm -hmm. when somebody goes off message or they get bought out or they get subverted by the system, which is the thing that happens in order to operate within the system, people get co-opted by it. You know, if you have your own guiding light there, then there's a good chance you won't just follow along when they do that. It's like, uh, Sacco said in the uh, uh, the Bro Burnham special, <laughs> it's like, I what can I do to help? I don't know. Read a book or something. <laughs> well, and I will. I do want to say too, because there are a lot of people who um, will read books, and some of the people who have like some of the worst praxis are people who just read theory. Yeah. So there, you can go yeah. too far in the other direction. So like, let's talk about that for a second. Uh, well, what's the uh, difference between theory? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I just I just wanted to point out like. Um, action. Like, always look at the actions. Um, it's something that really bothers me with a lot of people. It's like, well, this person said this. It's like, okay, they said this, but then they turned around and union bust, which is something mm. that happened recently in a leftist sphere. So, right. like, you you can 
And and you also need to understand too that like we're all gonna slip ups and sure. you need to gauge how big of a fuck up someone does. But like, just pay attention. Actions speak louder than words, supposedly. Sure. So listen to the actions sometimes, maybe. Yeah. That. So what I was gonna say about that too was this: like, let's let's break down what is the difference between theory and praxis, and why are they important, and how do they work play off against each other? You know, that's. Uh, you know, we, 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 it's like uh, Nova said earlier, it's a meme among the left to say read theory, but theor- theory without praxis is, is, uh, you know, largely useless. So, uh, yep. what is praxis? It's putting what you learn into actual pra- practice. It's, yep. it's practicing what you preach. Right. It's a, you know, walk in the walk, if you will. What, what you read in the book, how does that get applied to the real world? And especially, you know, like, I, I take a lot of value from, Kropotkin stuff like uh, mm. mutual aid is a factor of evolution. That's a terrific read. Uh, the conquest of bread is a terrific read, but also they were written in you know the late 1800s. So mm-hmm. you have to, once you see you know the ideas and the directions he's going for, then you have to look at the world that we live in and think, okay, what ways could we apply these ideas to the world? How would it work? How would didn't it work? And, you know, do your best to go out and apply them into the world. You know, a lot of that stuff you can do individually, and, you know, you can find a group of people and do it with a group. Uh, but, yeah, it's just, you know, it's uh, the praxis is just putting it into practice. Yep, that's it. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that we, we, we owe it to ourselves to, to, to do a little bit of both. I mean, we need to, we need to understand theory, well, but we have to to be able to link theory to actions and, um, you know, actually doing something. That kind of, I don't know if I'll, there's some stuff that I, I'm not sure if I, this is the best space to get into it when it comes to enjoying the show of Ruby and the legit haters for it. Um, because I, I may get into it more later, but I've, I've recently come to the understanding that there are, if you look up Ruby on YouTube, you're mm. going to get both, um, uh, you know, the show, but then you're going to get pages and pages and pages normally, depending on how the algorithm fits you, of people saying why Ruby sucks. Mm. Uh, and it's very nitpicky and stuff. And I, I have come to the understanding that there's two reasons why people are like this. Um, and that is, one, they wanted Monty Um fight scenes. They thought the show was going to be nothing but that, and it wasn't. And then two... There is some misogyny there that some some of it's intentional, some of it is not, and these people haven't done their their praxis. They haven't they haven't went inside and kind of exercised their inner demons that have been put into place. So some of it is because of that, um, mm-hmm. and that type of bigotry and stuff is really insidious because it's very it's like. It's like having like a, a mole problem. You never can really point to where the mole is at any g- given time. You have to only look at the aftermath. Mm. And th- that type of bigotry is just really hard to point to because you have to. Because they'll be like, well, wait, I'm being you know, sexist. How am I being sexist or racist or whatever? And it's like, well, just look at what you're doing. Or look, like literally one of the um, – I don't, I don't watch all of them. I'm not I, – I just watched enough to like try and understand – why this kept happening and literally one of the lines they used was so the one they were criticizing one of the tra- trailers and they were saying um so this woman's talking she shuts up and then the trailer gets good again hmm. now 
not an expert, but um, that may be an in- implication of some misogynistic tendencies. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you're not used to women having talking roles in your anime. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to maybe think about that. Um, but before anyone at me, um, I'm not saying that if you dislike Ruby, you're misogynistic. I'm saying that if you start making hour to two hour long videos um, about why you hate Ruby on YouTube, that the algorithm keeps shoving in my face, you, there may be other reasons. It's not mm. just, it's not just because you didn't get Monty in fight scenes. Mm. But my, yeah. my point being is that you see it a lot in leftist spheres where these people you know, we'll talk about, like, oh, we need to rise up and do all this stuff, but then it's like, okay, so what are we going to do for, you know, our, um, uh, our, our, our black friends and, you know, other minorities and stuff that, that need, that need more help right now, and it's like, suddenly it gets very quiet for some reason. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 uh, I don't even I don't know really where I stand on all of that. I mean I, I don't I, I'm not familiar enough with this work of media or any of its criticisms to be able to judge one way or the other uh, about you know its cultural impact or if it's if it's well, efficacy or anything. But what I've seen of it, I mean, it looks like uh, you know there's definitely some definitely some discussion warranted about. The message that's trying to come through from a hegemony perspective. I mean, oh, sorry, and that—that's kind of one of the thing though. Is like there, as far as like the faunus and what that is concerned, um, that's not talked about a whole lot. Um, I've only seen one other person talk about it, um, which mm-hmm. I hope they would, since they had a two-hour-long fucking video. Um, but that—that's kind of why I was saying the way. I don't know. I probably should have waited till I could have like gave more of a deeper dive into all of this. No, but like, no, no. Uh, it... Because you would think if you're... If, if you're going to have problems with Ruby, like, this should be one of the first things you have problems with, right? Like, um... Because, yeah, I, it, the animation isn't great, you know, and there there's other problems, but, like, some of the criticisms, like, and it's not just like, I, I say criticisms, but there's a difference between criticizing and just, like, opening, it, it this is what came to my mind just now, and I'm gonna use it, it's kind of like the, the scene in The Shining, where the, um, the, the, the bloods comes out of the elevator and you just get blasted by it, that, that type of hatred, and mm. that's the normal type of hatred you get for Ruby. I, mm. I feel like the there's a lot of people out there who don't know the difference between complain and critique. Mm. Like they don't. Yeah, I'm one of not, them for sure. They're not. I, well, I think, I mean, if it seems like they're not <laughs> evaluating it as a as a story, and they're not, you know, considering the symbolism in it or the message of it, they're just taking it at a completely superficial level and like, hey, this doesn't have the things that I like in it, or it right. has a lot of things in it that I don't like, and they're just complaining about that instead of evaluating, critiquing the message that it has. Yeah. Well, right. I, I will add to that as well as somebody that I, I, I don't like Ruby. I, I haven't watched a whole lot of it. Uh, well, then you're a misogynist. Do, don't you well, understand that's my message? <laughs> I, I am I joking. <laughs> I am joking. 
I am um, joking. Making well, that very clear, I'm joking. My my point is that like I I, I think that there's a point where and I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you to halfway, and then I'm gonna say something that might be construed as disagreement, and I don't know if it really is or not. But it, I I agree with you that. Well, I, I I I'm just gonna say this. You can you can you don't have to like something. You you don't have to give a reason for why you don't like something. I, I don't think like exactly. like in this example, uh, I don't like this show. I, I I couldn't really tell you why I don't like it, but I definitely don't think I could sit here for two hours and explain all the reasons uh, why I don't like it without actually watching the entire thing. Which at this point, I don't feel like I want to do. So so I guess my I, I, what I wonder is like. At that point, uh, is it necessary? Do we need to have this huge commentary about why, uh, why I don't like something versus? Because, because to me, it's like if I'm gonna make a two-hour video on something, I, I feel like I have a little bit of responsibility, especially if I have a platform, you know, that a lot of people listen to and stuff. That I need to understand, like, are the reasons I'm telling people that this piece of media is objectively bad, are they valid? And if they're invalid, then do I even need to publish this video? Probably not, right? I mean, and like my my thing too. Like, I I have a note here. It's like, what is the purpose of your criticism? You know, like is is the criticism supposed to elevate? Is it is it to grow? Is it to educate? Mm. Or is it to be dismissive? Is it to shut down? Is it to like create like you either mm. you know like it you. And mind you, there's exceptions to these things, too, because sometimes things need to be shut down, like white supremacy shit. Like, yeah, shut the shit down. Mm -hmm. But, like, if we're just talking, like, it's a show about four women who go around and, well, I guess at this time they're young women who go around and are in a, in a school to de to defeat evil things called uh, the, um, wow, my brain just... Oh my god. No, they're not the Zerg. What the fuck? Brain? The Grim. Honest? The Grim. The Grim. They're defeating the Grim. Oh my god. I do like the show. I swear. I got really flustered and <laughs> my brain decided to take a hike for a little bit. Mm. But, like, I just. I don't know. But, my. To, to go back to my point with that the show. And I. I'm not happy with, like, everything in the show. Because mm. trust me, there are things that have happened recently that I am not happy with, Miles Luna. I am not happy with what happened in the recent season. What the fuck was that? But anyway, um, if you know, you know. But uh, despite that, that was just... Because, like, sometimes... Like, storytelling's good if it's fun, but, like, that wasn't even fun. Um, but my, my point being, it's like... If you're critiquing something, like, there's two types of critiques, basically. It's like, you see what they're trying to do, and your criticism is, this is how I think you could have achieved this better. You could mm -hmm. be wrong, though, and that's fine. Um, mm -hmm. But it, but maybe they maybe you're right, and they, they, like, you know, maybe you shouldn't have handled the faunus this way, mm -hmm. um, Carrie and Miles. Um, like... Well, it and, it's uh, it sounds like we've got a uh, uh, quite a bit of uh, 
material to work with here. It's like a, it's a pretty broad and dense uh, piece of media, it sounds like. Um, well, I, the, the final thing, like, because I, I wasn't able to just, like, slam it. Like I said, it does seem like they finally are getting with it, and the, the more recent stuff has a bit more, like, base takes and stuff. Mm. Um, but I will say it does still get rough, because uh, Blake ends up going off and having her own... Um, everyone kind of goes and does their own thing for a little bit. Mm. Um, and they go to um, Menagerie, which is where the Faunus are, and it should be noted that it is a derog it's one of those things that it's a derogatory name but they kind of like took it back mm -hmm. type of thing um mm. and there is a line there is a line that is supposed to be like so her whole thing is she's trying to get the faunus um to work with her and go back to the mainland and to stop an attack that mm. that's going to happen I, I feel like we need to have a special episode that's just Athena gushing about Ruby for a while. <laughs> like, we just need to have, like, a whole second episode that's just, like, that's just you with just, like, following up on this, just to, just to get it all out, you know? Because <laughs> I can, like, I can hear it in your voice that, like, you're wanting to get all this information out, and then it's like, I'm, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, it... The long and short of it is it kind of does a faunus on faunus crimey thing, and it's mm. kind it's super cringe. It's super bad. It's super cringe. Yeah. I honestly... That... It... it Especially since by that point, Ferguson had happened. Mm. Um, yeah. So, it, it was like... And, and I... Once again, I don't think it was their intention, but right. for the love of God, just... Tone deaf. Think like, about it. Tone Think deaf. about things before you write them, guys. Yeah. What about what about uh, gunblade deaths in Menagerie? Yeah. What about those? Why don't we talk right. about those when we're talking about the problems with the weird mustache cops? Yeah, that's the thing. We were. I was on. I. I. I can't remember. I think it was on somebody else's. It might have been on the Doctor Nefarious podcast the other day. I. I can't remember. But we we were talking about something, and it was. Something like that, like we, in even our wildest dreams, we can come up with these fantastic otherworldly universes with animal people and stuff, and yet our our scope of what is possible in society is still so narrow, mm -hmm. and like ways that we can create drama and ways that people interact with each other and stuff, and it's just it never ceases to amaze me from a hegemony perspective, just just how narrow sighted we are as a species. As a species, we can't we can't imagine uh, human beings or, or humanoid creatures sort of society interacting in a different way than what we what we do now. Everything is is a commentary on current events, and and the takes usually on it are god awful. Let's let's be real. Like most of our most of our with this that's the whole reason we have this podcast. It's just the the takes on current events are just. I, you know, we've talked about both sides of an issue. We've talked about, you know, why we, why we, people are unable to imagine a world without capitalism. People are unable to imagine a world where people inherently are cooperative with each other. People are unable to imagine a world where people take care of each other as the default, uh, instead of you know robbing, stealing, whatever, you know, uh, you know, taking advantage of each other. 
Uh, we've talked about human nature, quote-unquote. Uh, all of those things kind of go into it, and I think this show does a... a, a, a uh, I don't want to say it does a good job, but it does a job of, of, of illustrating uh, my point in that we, we sort of, mm-hmm. even in a, in well, a fantasy world, really can't imagine uh, people interacting with each other to, in a way to that's To go different. on to that, I, I remembered something. So the deal with the Grimm, the big evil things that literally they're described, they don't have aura, they don't have a soul, they're literally creatures of destruction. Um, they are... Um, attracted to negative emotions Mm. so no i guess there is like there's like an orchestrated thing that's going on with this evil character named salem but Mm. it's just interesting that it's like you think in your world you might show how people have an incentive to work together Mm. Uh, i guess like they do i don't know i kind of take that back they they do explore that a little bit better here and there like the 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 reasons like why you can't just do that the people who keep like interfering mm. with that and stuff like that so yeah it, it's a thing i feel like we should contact the one of the writers and just see if we could have them on the show that'd be i actually was uh uh mentored by one of the one of the the producers or something from rooster teeth uh jack patillo whenever we were doing the uh the when we were doing our game development thing for Leventera for lasso games uh mm. we got that that uh, that taco bell sponsorship and one of the things was to talk to a panel of experts and uh one of the that that guy from rooster teeth was one of them we had a a live session with them and still have their contact information and stuff be interesting to see if we get a hold of one of the one of the i don't know if that's a good (laughs) idea for me i don't know if that would be good for me i might end up yelling at them Well, maybe we should skip it then. (laughs) Well, because, like, overall, minus this stuff, this show is, like, if there, if it was, like, man, who is this show made for? Mm. It it would be me. Like, that, that is who is written there. Like, it is, like, the main characters are women. There's not that much male gaze, all things considered. I mean, I'm not saying there's not. There is some. But, like, it's... Like, there's neutral camera angles, there's not, like, weird, awkward shots where, like, for some reason when uh, one of the women are talking to a dude character, it's behind their butt for some reason, looking at you, anime, fix your shit. Um, But, like, so there's that, and it's, like, it's it's just, like, going out and, like, fighting the evil creatures and... It gets a little bit complicated along the way, which is cool, too. And then it's, like, they're all based off of, like, um, folklore creatures and stuff like that. And it's, like, it's really cool. Like, they implemented the Big Bad Wolf, basically, recently. And, like, Mm -hmm. I literally squealed when when it, like, and I realized what was happening. Mm -hmm. Um, I I literally squealed. Not many things make me squeal. And I squealed. You can ask Clay. I squealed. And it's just, it, oh, I love it so much, despite fight the problems because there are problems but i love it <laughs> well i mean there's you know and that's something that is true for i think everything we've watched so far you know and it, it's important for you know our ourselves and our audience to realize that that you know this is absolutely nothing is perfect like nothing that people have produced is perfect which means we either enjoy nothing or we you know enjoy imperfect things and you know, do so consciously, and you know, mm. you can because yeah. you can enjoy it and also not get sucked in by a bad message there. And if you think that something has to be perfect before you can let yourself enjoy it, then 
you could also wind up getting sucked into some bad stuff because yeah, you're like, well, you know, sure. I like it, I enjoy this, and I can't enjoy it if it's bad. Therefore, it's good. Uh, yeah. And I, you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. can yeah. fall into that trap. So, you know, it, so. critical, kind of critical evaluation and critical enjoyment of, you know, just anything in media. It, the critical nature of it is that you're able to critique it and you know see the flaws but then you also still love it even with the flaws yeah like i think if we do another one-off i might talk about this a lot because it's something i've been talking or uh, thinking about a lot lately and it's just that it it's okay to not like things it's okay but don't be a dick about it but also it's okay to like things but don't be a dick about it like it's there is a balance there and we just refuse to acknowledge that. Yeah, I think that it would be totally fine uh, to do a one-off on this. I mean, I I think it's very clear that you have a lot more to talk about on this particular piece of media, and I I think that there would be a lot of people interested in hearing it. But uh, for now, we've managed to stretch 20 minutes of media into 50 minutes of podcast, so (laughs) congratulations to us. We did it again. (laughs) We we seem to be getting better at that. I think it's going to happen a lot with the animation stuff because it's yeah. just going to be a whole lot in a tiny space. Sure. Well, with that, I... Yeah. And I, think I do have a lot to talk about with it. <laughs> I think it'd be a good time for us to go ahead and wrap it up. Yep. Uh, this one's been been good. I have so many more things to say. <laughs> well, write them down and then we'll put it in a I special did. episode. I did! I did write them down! <laughs> we'll record them and then we'll publish it as a special. You know? Um... <laughs> So, so that that's it for us. Uh, if you can, um, we we we, sh- we need to get some feedback. We need to get some feedback on this show. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Spotify or on uh, Anchor or any other places where the podcasts are. Find a way to get some uh, get some feedback to us. Hedgepod at gmail dot com. H e g e p o d. Interested to hear what our audience thinks about our takes on our showrunners takes that we've commented on so let's get real meta with it and and go another level deep and see what the fans think takes are on our takes on the media takes so uh, that's it for us today uh thanks for tuning in and we will catch you the next time bye i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs>